Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. We are in a, a two-part series, which turned into a three-part series, amen, on don't give in. Somebody say, don't give in. Don't give in. Not don't give up. Don't give in. Sometimes we don't give up. We can still come to church, but the thing is we give in as Christians. We give in to things in our lives that, that kind of uh, kind of uh, mess things up in our walk, amen. So we may not necessarily give up, amen. We're still here in church, but we're giving in to things. Are you following me? And so uh, we're in this, uh, this one message that turned into two. Now it's, it's going to eventually turn into, I think, three. Uh, we'll see where it goes, amen, but it's at least going to turn into three, amen, so uh, there's too much. But our text, amen, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. I'm going to read a couple of translations. I'm going to start with the NIV, the New King James, the Amplified Classic, and the, and the New uh, Living Translation, amen. So uh, NIV says right there, it's up there on the screen, amen, let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest, uh, if we don't give up. The King James Version says, New King James says this, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. The Amplified Classic puts it like this, and let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right, for in due season or due time at the, pro- uh, the appropriate season we shall reap if we don't loosen and relax our courage and faint. The New Living Translation says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good for just the right at, just at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Amen. Come on. Don't give up, PCLV. Come on, look at somebody say, don't give up. Somebody tell me, don't give up, Pastor. <laughs> Come on. Don't give up, or should I say, as our series is, don't give in. Don't give in. Because there are times, like I said, we don't give up. We come to church, but we do give in. We do give in to things, amen. Each of these translations that I just read begins with, let us not become, let us not grow, let us not lose, let us not get weary and tired. Weary and tired of doing what? Doing good. Tell your neighbor, keep doing good. Come on. Don't be, don't be tired and weary of doing good in the right time. Amen. Come on. In the right season. Amen. In taking our position in the kingdom of God. If we don't get tired and, and weary and we start continuing to do good. Amen. Listen, if we don't give in, we don't give up. Amen. We shall reap. How many, how many want to reap here? Come on, we want to reap, amen. I don't know about you, but I want to reap some blessings. Come on, I want to reap some joy. I want to reap some benefits from the kingdom of God, amen, because the world, you'll reap a sadness. 
You'll reap all kinds of bad things, amen. But if we continue to do what's good, eventually the harvest comes and blessings comes. Can somebody say amen? You see, church, if the devil can get us, if the devil can get me to become weary, lose heart, get tired of doing good, then we can give in and give into this flesh. Somebody say the flesh. How many know the flesh? How many know your flesh? <laughs> Come on, I know my flesh, amen. Do you know your flesh? See, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't keep doing what's good, we're gonna give into this flesh. The flesh that wants to do what's opposite of God. The flesh that wants to do what it wants to do, amen. Say what it wants to say, amen. So we got to continue, amen, to not get into that place of, of becoming weary, amen. Let me tell you, church, if we get into the flesh, then you and I can't declare. There is no way you're going to make declarations of God in the flesh. Come, come on, somebody say amen. Come on. If we grow weary, and weary means this, exhausted in strength, or endurance. Come on. If we grow weary, then your marriages can't stand. Come on, married people say amen. Come on. Uh, come on. Your relationships in the church can't stand. Amen. Uh, what you're doing in the kingdom of God can't stand. Uh, your relationship with God can't stand. Amen. You may be here, but you won't be able to stand and declare the goodness of God. Amen. If we come in weary, if we come in tired, if we say, I give up, I, I, I'm tired of doing the right thing. Amen. They always get away with it. And you know what? Forget that. I'm doing wrong now. Come on. That's how sometimes we talk in the church. Amen. We think, we think, man, I, I've been doing good. I, I've been doing good. I've been doing good. And I'm not reaping nothing. You ever felt like that? No, just me? Hallelujah. Come on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing the right thing, and something seems not to be happening. And they, and I know they're not doing the right thing, and they're getting blessed. I'm not pointing to you, Sister Brenda. I mean, I'm just saying they. They way over there. there. There's some people way over there. Hallelujah. You got to understand, church, that the devil's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does a pretty good job at it, church. Come on. I'm not trying to give him any type of credit, but he is pretty committed to what he does. And if the devil's committed, we say I. Come on, say I. Come on, we need to be committed. Come on, John 10.10 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That is his commitment, church. That right there, what you see right here, is his mission statement. That is his mission statement to you guys. That is his mission statement to what he does, what he stands for. His purpose, uh, the thief's purpose is to kill, is to steal, is to destroy. Amen. That is his mission statement. That is what he preaches to his demons. This is our job, guys. This is our purpose, is to kill, steal, and destroy the lives of Christians. The lives of people, period. The definition of purpose is this. Is a goal, a dream, a target. The devil is the thief here, church. He comes to steal your dreams. He comes to kill your desires and destroy our relationship with each other and with Christ. That is his target. That is his goal, church is to separate, 
See, if he can come into the house, amen, and he has sneaked into this house a few times, guys, if he can cause doubt, hello, Come on, if he can cause division, come on, somebody say amen. Come on, fear in the house, amen, then the work of God, listen, it stops. Our growth stops. Our maturity stops. Everything stops when we're divided. If we start to doubt the things of God, we start to doubt that, you know what, in doing good, amen, and we're not going to reap a blessing, and we start doubting, say, God, I've been doing good and good, and where's my blessing? And we start getting an attitude like that. Let me tell you guys, there's division, there's doubt, there's separation. The flow of God stops going, church. All of us have to be on the same page. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we want the benefits as a church. We want the blessings of God that we all have to be on the same page. And when we're on that same page, things start to happen, church. In the contrast to the thief who wants to rip you off and rip us off, church, Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus. Come on, if you're going to slap the devil, you got to say Jesus loud. Jesus. Jesus. Come on. On the contrast, Jesus, on the other hand, wants to bless you. He really does. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you a harvest. He wants to release promises inside your life, promises in your marriage, promises to your children. As many as the Lord will call, the Bible says. If we can walk and, and hold on to the doing the good part, that harvest, sometimes you don't see, but somebody in your family is getting affected by it. Somebody in your family is getting saved because you're standing in the gap for your family. We may not see it, we may not hear it, but something's happening, church. There's a harvest that's bigger than what you see in front of you. Come on, somebody say amen. See, the second part of John 10.10 10 says this. My purpose, how many know that Jesus has a purpose too? Come on, the, the, the enemy, the thief has a purpose, amen, but Jesus has a purpose. And he says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what God wants to give us. The thief wants to kill you. The thief wants to steal from you. He wants to destroy you. But he says, you know what? I want to give you a rich, satisfying life. That is Christ's purpose, amen, for us. That's God's purpose, amen. That's God's goal. That's God's dream. That is his target, church, is to bless you. Come on, somebody say, bless me. That's his target is to bless you, amen. And to bless you, another translation says, to bless you what? More and more abundantly. It overflows. Come on, he's just not going to bless you, but he's going to bless you, bless you. I mean, bless you like, whoa. I mean, just a big blessing. I mean, he wants to bless you. And when that blessing comes, amen, then another blessing comes. You ever just been blessed by God? It's like, God, stop it. I don't think any of us will say stop it, but but sometimes we feel guilty, man. We're getting blessed so much, and like, man, God, I bless somebody else. Uh, there's times where I feel like that, man. God, uh, okay, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Well, you know, go bless someone else, amen. But but you know, he wants. That's what he wants to do. He wants to bless you. You know, I, I'm one of his favorites, so he, he likes blessing me, amen. Hallelujah. Don't get mad. <laughs> In the reality, you're one of his favorites too. All at the same time. So I look at my dad that wants to bless me. 
and he blesses me. And there's seasons where, you know, I'm waiting for a blessing. There's seasons I'm waiting for my harvest. Uh, we all have a waiting period, church. Uh, but I, I, I don't just wait for the blessing. I continue doing what's good. Because God is good. And I'm not doing it just, you know, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good to my wife, amen. You know, that way I can be blessed and have my harvest. And No, no, no. I, I do it because that's just part of who we need to be. And then he blesses us for doing it. So it's a win-win. Can somebody say amen? For all of us. He wants to bless you more abundantly. So how do we keep going and not give up? Well, if we want to know the secret, how many want to know the secret? Come on. Then we got to go back to the beginning of the church. I'm talking about the day of Pentecost, church. Come on. I Remember, I've been ministering about we need to be the book of Acts church. I think we're missing something, amen. We, we, we miss the, 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 what, what was already set up. We miss what he already set before us. He miss, we already missed the model, amen. We, we're, we're not adjusting to the, how it was in the early church. So if we want the blessings of God, if we're going to keep on going and not give up or give in, amen, then we gotta, we gotta model that church. Can somebody say amen? Come on, because the day of Pentecost, what happened there? Huh? What, what promise came to us? The Holy Spirit. Come on, this is the main thing right here. This is what he said. You know what? Uh, uh, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. What he says, I'm going to send you a friend. I'm going to send you a, a counselor. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you your best friend. Amen. The, the Holy Spirit. It cannot come unless I go. He says, you know what? I'm going to release a promise of blessing. Amen. So on the day of Pentecost, uh, when the Holy Spirit fell and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And they seen uh, to see uh, tongues of fire. Amen. And, and fire land on, on, on top of them. Amen. And they began to utter and speak and be empowered. Amen. Uh, that was the Holy Spirit. That was a promise from the Father was to come and to empower us. See, we got to model that early church. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2 that they devoted themselves to the teaching. That means they listen. Are you listening? Come on. They listened to the word of God. They came in and they, they, they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. They stood on what they learned. Not only did they listen, not only did they learn, but they, they applied it. They start doing it. They start being it. Come on, this is, come on, this is what's gonna help us not give in, church. This is what's gonna help us not to give up, amen, if we start to apply the very words of God into our lives. When God comes and we start doing the right thing, what happens? Blessings come. Harvest comes. So we gotta apply the word of God, and that's what they simply did. Well, they were devoted to the teachings, amen. They listened to the word of God. They stood on the word of God. Acts chapter 242 says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Come on, they read their word, they prayed, they went to service not only on Sunday, but on Wednesday too. Tell you those others are not here today. Come on, they fasted every third Wednesday of the month, amen. They served in the local church. Come on, talk about commitment. That church was committed. Anytime there was service, they were there. Anytime there was a need, they filled it. This was a church, amen, that, that got them excited because God empowered them. And they did the right thing. And because they were doing the right thing, God blessed them. Blessed that church. It exploded. 
Come on, exploded out of 120 people up there. Peter comes down and preaches the word of God, amen. And then from that 120, they went to 3,000 plus in one day. <laughs> that's, that's power. That's harvest. See, sometimes we're contending not just for material harvest, church. We're, 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 we're contending for lost souls, Lost souls, that's the blessings, that's the harvest, church. It says in Acts chapter 2, 43 to 47, it says, everyone, somebody say everyone. everyone. Someone, everyone say it. Everyone, everyone say it. Everyone. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers, somebody say all the believers, were together. And had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and gave to anyone who had need. Every day, somebody say every day. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They were happy when they were together, amen, fellowshipping. Come on, no one's complaining, well, your food stinks or nothing like that, amen. They're, they're all just having a good time eating the food, amen, with sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. So not only were they being blessed, but the people were seeing others being blessed. I mean, everyone was blessed. Everyone was happy. Everyone was glad. Everyone's sincere. Everybody's rejoicing. Everybody's praising. Man, I want to go to that church. Don't you want to go there? Don't we want to be that? Come on, that, that's what we need to be. We need to be that church. That, well, so when the outsider comes, they come like, man, they're, man, they're glad with sincere hearts here. You know, they're, 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 they're fellowship. No one's talking about each other. No one's on the parking lot thinking, having a fight, amen, and all of a sudden they walk into the church. Oh, they come to this church. I didn't know that. You know, I, thought, I thought they belonged to the bar here, you know. Hallelujah, but they belong here, amen. So th this is what they're doing. They're, they're praising God. They're enjoying the favor of God. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Harvest church, doing the right thing. You see, the only way that we can stay strong and not give in is to let the Holy Spirit, listen, stand up inside of you. Come on. Tell the, come on. Say, stand up. Come on. Come on. See, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't push himself on you. He doesn't, he doesn't stand up in you. you. You have to allow him to stand up. Stand up in me. Empower me. Give me what you gave me. When I want all that you have. So we got to understand if we, if we want to stay strong and not give in to the flesh and give in to certain things, uh, especially in the, in the season that we're in, uh, in the world that we're living in today, we need the Holy Spirit to stand up inside of us. Amen. Then we need to come together as believers and form a, co a community, not just a church, but a community, a family. Come on, somebody. Share in common things. Talk with each other. Don't give, uh, don't give each other the silent treatment. Come on. So many Christians just the silent treatment. I'm mad at her. I'm mad at them. I'm not going to talk to them. And I say, when are you going to start talking? It's already been four years. <laughs> That's a long time, church. Come on. We laugh at it, but it happens in the church. 
People are silent treating people because they said something or mad dogged them or did something. Amen. Come on, we shouldn't do that. That church here didn't do that. That church worked it out. That church talked it out. That church prayed together. Amen. Come on, don't just point out the wrongs, but offer a solution to make it better. They learned God's word. They prayed and, let, and, and, and they matured in faith together. They grew together. Come on, church. We cannot just grow up, grow old in the Lord. We, we need to physically grow up in the Lord, church. Physically and spiritually. God's family. Are we God's family? Are we God's family here? God's family works best when its members, listen, work together. See, the first church, first church, say that ten times real quick. Show off. The first church worked together. Right here, you, you read the book of Acts. You read that church. You, you don't see any type of problems there. Now, you go to the Corinthian church and go read that. And read First Corinthians. Say, come on, they're, they're a little bit. You're a little bit jacked up, amen. It's kind of really what the church looks like today, amen. We, we are the Corinthians church, amen, hallelujah. We're trying to make it, we're, we're trying to work it out. See, the book of Acts church came in and set the model, but then things started to come in. People started to give in. And that's what happened in the book, uh, in the Corinth church, amen. They, they allow things to come in. They allow things without saying anything. They allow things to happen. They, no one complained. No one say nothing. There was things happening that shouldn't be happening in the church. Come on, I'm talking about immoral stuff. I'm talking pretty bad. The world doesn't even do that stuff. That, that, that's the kind of stuff they were doing in the church. And here is saying, you know what, they, they, this first church worked together. Come on, they, they, they continue to share things in common. The Bible says in, in the book of Acts chapter 248 that there was a deep sense of awe that came over them. That all church brought God, uh, God brought forth many miracles and signs and wonders to that early church. His promises were being released. Right there. They weren't waiting for a moment. They weren't waiting for a time. Amen. God, they started doing something good, and God was just moving, blessing, dropping, all that. And then the churches started growing and growing and growing. They invited their family, and families just got saved. Amen. And everybody just got along just like that. Promises being released to them. See, the definition of promise is this. A declaration. Listen. That one will do. A reason to expect something. Come on, that, that is God's promises. He, he makes a declaration. He says, what I declare, I will do. How many know that whatever God says, he'll do it? Come on, whatever his word goes out to do, it accomplishes. Come on, it goes out and does that. Uh, come on, we have a reason, listen, uh, to expect something. Come on, that if we do good, God will bless us. If we do good, there's a harvest coming our way. Come on, that, that is a declaration that God speaks over us. He, he declares things over us. His word declares promises to you and I. You see, PCLV, when we come together like that, like that, you know what we all need to do is just read the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts. Read the church. Read how they, how they came together. Read what the miracles. Read about everything that took place. You know, the book of Acts is called the book of Acts because God did things. 
There were acts of God when God's people did what they needed to do. Come on, you, when we can come together like that, church, listen, God releases and empowers unity and empowers us in love. Which causes us, listen, not to give in. Listen, if we're together and we're we sharing common, we're, 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 uh, we're uh, praying for each other, encourage each other, come on. The flesh can't rise up, church. What they were doing was accountability. That sometimes in the church it lacks. Come on, somebody. Nobody want, no one wants to be accountable. All they want to say, well, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be what I want to be. You know, there's no accountability. And through that, things stop. Because that's division. We're not flowing. Like I said, we, we're, we're not like this church. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody knew everybody's Kool-Aid. But they weren't gossiping. They were helping, supporting, encouraging, praying, fasting for each other. That's what the church does, you know, that we come together. See, when we come together, that these things get released. These new believers in the book of Acts were united with other believers. Come on, it's important that we, say I, we gather as believers that we assemble as a church or in groups. Together we can learn God's word, pray and encourage and mature in faith. Come on, we, come on, we, we, we cannot do it alone, church. I'm not saying you can't study and get revelation for yourself, but it's better to come together to get a better understanding when we're grouped out together. When we can share ideas and we can hear from the word, amen, and hear from a preacher or, or whatever it is or come together in a Bible study and things like that, together we learn together. See, when we began this relationship with Christ, we must seek other believers for fellowship. Come on, since it's not getting saved and that's it. No, you, you, you just came into a family. And now it's time to build. Now you got to find other believers. You, you can't go hang out with your old friends. You now got to find some new friends. Come on, somebody. You got you to find other believers. Got to find some things of common. You know, I remember one time, I remember this guy so clearly. And uh, he was a brand new salesperson that got saved. And everybody kind of just made fun of him. He was just a you know, real simple, straight guy, honest guy. You know, just he was always happy. And, and uh and so he was probably his first week, and, and uh, he's there, and, and, uh, and so I'm taking off. I'm going to go preach. I'm, a, I'm, I'm leaving town. I'm going to go preach a revival or something. I don't know what it was. And then there, all the guys knew that. All the, all the people on the floor knew that. And they said, okay, all right, we'll see you next week. Hey, Amen. go have a great time. And the, so the new guy says, oh, where's, it, where's he going? Oh, he's going to go preach. He's going to preach? Really? He's a Christian? Yeah, he's a pastor. <gasps> He ran after me. He went, hey, I'm a Christian too. <laughs> but he was so excited to find another believer in the, in, in the house. Now, you know, now I got someone that I can partner with. Now I have someone that I can hang out with, you know. So he goes, I'll see you on Tuesday when you get back, amen. And we're going to fellowship. And I said, all right, let's do this. And so we, we created some, some, a little atmosphere there, of, you know, you know, 
I got another brother in the, in, in the house there with me. And so it made, it made it fun, amen? We got to seek other believers. When we build that relationship with Christ, we got to seek for other believers for fellowship, to break bread with. Come on. I'll break bread with anybody here, amen? Just tell me, let's go, let's go eat. To pray with. I may need some prayer sometimes. Text. Come on, with the texting, amen? You can start a group thing. Now you can talk to 12, 14 people at one time. This is awesome, amen, hallelujah. You don't have to be exhausted like, okay, I told you that, okay, I told you. No, it's just bumping, boom, and everybody like jumps in. Yeah, yeah, praise God, oh yeah, slap the devil, slap them. I mean, the men are slapping devils, hallelujah, on Texas, amen. We're just texting each other, slap that devil. Now there's a song I didn't even know, slapping the devil. It's a rap song. I, I, Brother Victor pulled it out. That got us saved, amen. It's talking about slapping devils and all this stuff. With the word of God, he has the Bible. He has the Bible. Goes, we slap devils. I mean, I can't rap, but it, sound, it sounded pretty cool. I said, look at me. I, said, I didn't know there was even a rap song. Man, I'm going I'm to I'm have Brandon put a, make a T-shirt that says, Slapping Devils at PCLV. Hallelujah. Come on, we slap devils, amen. That's You encourage each other. You learn with each other, amen. This is the way, listen, church, that we grow. And it helps us, listen, not to give in. When you're around that kind of community, it's very hard for you to give in to something. Because you got so many people encouraging you. Come on, am I talking to anybody? See, the book of the church in the book of Acts recognized other believers as brothers and sisters in the family of God. Come on, they weren't just churchgoers. They weren't just, oh yeah, he's a member at my church. No, no, that's my brother. That's my sister. We're a family, amen. That's what you recognize automatically. We're brothers and sisters. It's not just members. We're not just, uh, oh, yeah, he, he, he's a member at our church, or, or he's a, a family that goes to our church, amen. No, no, that's my brother, that's my sister. We're part of the family of God. And because they recognize each other that way, they shared with each other so they can benefit from God's gifts. You see, it can be very tempting in today's world to think just for yourself. Come on, especially the, the seasons that we're going in. Especially if you, if you have uh, material wealth. You cut off yourselves from one another, amen, and, and you say, I'm just going to enjoy what I got. You know, let, let them figure it out. But as part of God's spiritual family, and I'm not just talking a family church, I'm talking about a spiritual family. It's our responsibility to help one another in every way possible. What I have, I can share. You know, my thing is, you know what? Man, the, the, you know, I'm going to buy the, all the toilet paper in the world, amen. That way, you know, I, my family's taken care of. <laughs> That's how the world's acting. You see how they went crazy? I still can't figure out toilet paper, though. I don't know why toilet paper, amen. I can understand maybe the water, but toilet paper, come on. I guess we, they want to find us with what, never mind. I mean, it's just crazy, but see how they went? People just went for themselves. I'm taking care of them, and nobody wanted to share toilet paper. It's, it's the truth. You know, you got any toilet paper? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> just, got, just for myself. And then you have like a whole garage full of it. I mean, I mean, we, we, I jumped in that same boat. 
My wife says, we better get some toilet paper. I said, we'll be okay. He goes, no, we need some toilet paper. And I bought some toilet paper for my, my daughter when she was working with Finoy men, and that toilet paper's still there. <laughs> and I want to even use it because it's cheaper, amen? So I just, that's just like emergency now. <laughs> I'm gonna, maybe I'll give it away to kids when they're trick-or-treating or something. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, I... We don't, we don't encourage that, amen. But really, it's, it's our responsibility, church, as God's family, God's spiritual family, that it's our responsibility to help one another in every, any way we can. And when we do, church, it helps us all, all of us, not to give up or give in. Can somebody say amen? I mean, I'm going to close tonight, amen. But if we're going to not give in, we must model that early church it starts by let us not become weary in doing good. Come on. We need to be committed. We need to be devoted. We need to keep going with a good attitude. Come on. This, it's not just having a bad attitude coming to church. You know, that's, we got to have a good attitude. Things may happen in your life. Things are going in your life. But let me tell you, God is still good. And he is still faithful, amen. And so we got to just keep on going and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going through a storm right now, but you know what? God is still good, amen. Come on, coming together, working together, peace shall be, is how we cannot fall into that season of giving in and giving up. But let's grow as a church, amen. Let's continue to do what's good. Not because you have to. It should be because you want to. It should be in your spirit. You know what? I'm saved. God has been so good. And, I, and, I, and we, we pray for his character. We pray God. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully you guys pray for the fruit of the spirit. That, God, that you pray that every day. God, I want to be, I want to walk in love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, patience. God, I want to have self-control. Those kind of gifts God wants us to have. Those are his characteristics of who he is. And so if we can carry those, then it will help us to do what's good. And be kind to each other. And through that, we reap. You reap. I reap. We all reap. Amen. Blessings and harvest. And let me tell you, I'd rather see this church packed out with people that love God than have a million dollars in the bank account. Or, or any kind of money into a bank account. I'd rather see souls happy, sincere, enjoying the favor of the Lord, enjoying each other, breaking bread, having just a Holy Ghost time. That's the church I want to go. That's the church we need to be, church. When we do that, we won't give in. We won't give up. We'll hold on. We'll keep trusting. And keep, just be accountable. Open each other. You know, if you don't tell me what I need to pray for, then how can I pray? But if we can say, brother, I'm going through this. Pastor, I'm going through this. Hey, bro, can you pray for me? Hey, sis, can you pray here? Now we're forming a community. We're confessing our faults. The Bible says what? To confess our faults to each other, that you may what? Be healed. God will heal us. God will take care of us. And then we can enjoy the blessings. Because the harvest is coming. And when the harvest comes to church, we're going to turn around and just laugh at each other and say, <laughs> To see this place packed out on a Wednesday night, that's what's going to happen. 
Sunday night, two service or Sunday morning, Sundays, two services. All that's good.